the Damaged Goods Podcast. Yes, the wonders, the wonders of technology. So for anybody listening, I don't know what day of the week, what month, you could be listening to this in five years, but flashback to right now, it is fucking Valentine's Day in 2022. Yes. And uh, you and I are, are doing a podcast, which is uh, oh the the whole uh, the guest on this week's damaged goods on this Valentine's Day, skipping out on her Valentine duties, just fuck <laughs> it to this this holiday is uh she's a writer, uh, an entrepreneur, um, a jack of many trades, but those are two big trades. Uh, Darrell D. Victoria, author of Know Yourself, Know Your Worth, which if you're listening, you can hear me hold the book, but it's a good read and you should go grab that shit right now on Amazon or wherever you purchase your books. But thank yeah. you for being here. No, I'm gonna refer to her as D as not this shit, so. Nah, thank you so much. I am honored. I was so excited to receive uh, the invite. I was like, finally. Don't pass me up, girl. I'm, finally, I'm in, I'm in. I'm one of the cool kids, so thank uh, you so much. Dude, I'm not a cool kid, though. I'm, you, that's very sweet. I've always wanted to be a cool kid. I was always more just the outcast. Stop playing. I am cool, but I'm not like the cool kids because I don't, I don't like, uh, I don't. So before we started, D was asking me what I did for the Super Bowl. And I told her that I quit watching sports a few years ago, which makes me sound heroic. Mm -hmm. In LA, a lot of people like to brag about quitting and being sober. Uh, for the record, I'm definitely not sober, but um, <laughs> I, 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 uh, I, I don't do much running with the pack for some reason. It's not in my DNA. So that's why, like, uh, I don't know if I'm a cool kid. I just do what I do. But that's a very sweet compliment. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we've always like, you know, connected and, you know, shared thoughts and like yeah. likes and little things over the years. So it feels good to finally connect. Yeah, this is great. You. Thank you. And it's on Valentine's Day. We're both slacking, perhaps. Or are we? Maybe we're not. Maybe fuck it. Maybe for all those sad people alone with no Valentine. It's <laughs> nothing better. If you listen to this tomorrow, let this like keep your Valentine high going. If you had a good day, yeah. you were all alone, sad, crying in your sweater with uh, ice cream all over the place. Let this soothe your soul. Absolutely. And there's no reason to cry anyway. Fuck them. Yes, we good. We good regardless. So fuck them. Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck. So, you know, what I, I liked about your book is that uh, I'm going to speak boldly or frankly for a matter of moments here, which I tend to do anyway. So listen to the whole thing I say before you jump in. So personally, I tend to find and I, I make fun of a lot of shit. One thing I make fun of a lot is like on social media, like the self-help motivational posts that feel mm -hmm. better posts and even some books like that when it's weird because I probably need to feel better myself and I need this, the self-help and motivation. So I self-sabotage by making fun of it. But I find a lot of books and things like that very much, they come off contrived and kind of selfish in a way. And I got your joint and I read it and I didn't get that at all. I got something very different, which I'm like pleasantly surprised here. It was void of pretentiousness. It was actually like really, it just felt like actually honest. It didn't feel like some cash grab to take advantage of some lonely souls who need some like supportive words, uh, you know? And that's why I wanted to have you on because I generally would make fun of people doing some shit like that if I felt it was fake and fraudulent and there was like no traces of that in your shit. And I was like, honestly impressed. I had to be like, okay, steak man, like check yourself. This woman wrote some actually helpful help, positive <laughs> shit, you know, kudos. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for that. Um, yeah, I started 
actually thinking about the book in 2014. I was I started putting all of my thoughts in my email. Cause you know, if you click out, it stays automatically. You know what I mean? Good all the time. Good call. You're smart, smart. So, yeah. So I started just putting my thoughts there. Um putting them in my notes, things like that. And, but unfortunately I was, I was in a space where I couldn't even produce what I wanted to. Um, I was in an environment that, you know, was unhealthy and I wasn't able to grow and do what I wanted to do. So I kept putting it off, kept putting it off, but it was something that was burning in my soul to do, you know, and 2020 came. And when 2020 came, my whole situation in my life changed. You know, um, a whole transition happened for me. And when I found myself like needing help, <laughs> I said to myself like, yo, you, you already know, you already have the notes, you have it. Go back and remind yourself who you are. Mm. And that's exactly what I started doing. So I started writing the book for myself actually. Because I was like, you know what? Absolutely. I was like, you know, I got to put this down. I need something to read to myself because that's part of my like my self therapy. You know what I mean? It's self help shit that I do. So as I'm writing it, one day I happen to like, you know, just be scrolling on Facebook. And this is in the midst of, you know, George Floyd and everything. And I, I see so many people are angry, depressed, sad, like just really going through it. And I'm like, you know, I know I'm going through it, but I also know who I am. So I know I'm gonna come out of this. But as I write this book, I also want to dedicate it to the people that are going through it, people that need these words. And I said, if I'm going to do this, I'm gonna keep it a buck, you know, um, I'm gonna be myself. And I'm gonna say what's really in my heart and what's on my mind. If people take to it, they do. If they don't, you know what I mean? I respect it. But at the end of the day, I felt like this was something I needed to do. So that's why I put it out the way I did. Yeah. Well, I mean, doing any kind of art for yourself first is, is always the, the most satisfactory way to create. And it's sometimes like yourself, like in my, my case, for everything I've done, including my first book, it's a fucking survival tactic. Absolutely. You know, it's therapeutic for you. And then, like you said, if, if other people find it so, then even better that you can connect with people that are like, man, I was going through that too. Or I felt when you said that, or these words helped me, you know? Absolutely. And, you know, at the time it was people I, I, I had also admired other writers, uh, one writer in particular, you know, she took her own life, she, you know, at the height of this. And I was just like, all right, you know, as somebody that was inspired by her as well. Yeah. I can't let my story be the same and I can't let somebody else's story be the same. So if I'm going to do anything, <laughs> let me get this out. And, you know, God and the universe will take it wherever from there. Yeah. But this is just, it was something I needed to do. So, you know, once I put it out, I put it out actually on my birthday. Oh, well, what, um, can we blow your spot up and ask when your birthday is? <laughs> Water send you fucking DMs of beautiful. <laughs> it was June 18th, 2020 is when I launched it. You know, I, I released it, but I actually released it. Put that first. in your calendars, kids. <laughs> I actually released it first as an ebook and I released it for free. It was my gift to the world on my birthday. And um, the response I received was overwhelming. I actually didn't expect to receive 
much of a response. I thought people were just going to download it, read it, you know what I mean? Go about their day. But it was really overwhelming. And I was really grateful. And people were like, yo, where can I get a physical copy? Where can I get a physical copy? Nice. I was like, you know what? I got to publish this thing for real and make it real. And also, I wanted to touch it. Yeah. It feels good. That's one thing I love about books. You know, I'm a huge collector of, you know, uh, literature and also vinyl. So, you know, I needed to touch it. I need to smell it. I need to feel it. And uh, once I published it, that's when it became real. And I realized I, I checked off one of my, my goals, my dreams in life, because I've been dreaming about being an author since I was a little girl. So, you know, it was really fulfilling. And I'm very grateful that especially you received it well. Like, I know you hold no punches. You don't give a fuck. You'll say what's on your mind, you know, respectfully. So for the (laughs) fact that you liked it, this means a lot to me. There's that moment, like when you, you know, when you probably, when you held it for the first time, at least for me, and then it clicks in your head that there's people else who are holding it. Yes. <laughs> and then, but then, then, then there's a fear like, oh, fuck. Everything I wrote in this is out there for good. I can burn the copy in my hand, but I can't burn the copies that these people have. So it's out there. It's, it's in the fucking ether. It's in the culture forever. And it's a big commitment you make when you put stuff out there. You, you put your heart on the chopping block, your personal shit into whatever. It's a song, a book, a movie. And it's, it's out there forever, especially with the internet now. You can't just take it. You can't go in every store and buy all the copies. And you have to commit, you know, and it's, that's, that was an intense feeling for me because I put some real, I put shit out there that some people aren't going to like. I didn't know mm-hmm. no lies, but, but, you know, like, uh, you know, not all the response to my book was great if you were in it, depending on who you were. But I changed right. all the names. But my point is, there's a big commitment you take when you when you realize shit, my shit's real, but it's really out there. I'm I'm up for grabs right now. People could love me and hate me, you know. Yeah, it makes you extremely vulnerable. You yeah, know? that's what I was looking for. Thank you. And like Erica Badu said, you know, keep in mind, and I'm an artist. I'm sensitive about my shit, mm. and I am. I'm very sensitive about that's my that's, art. It's your personal you know? stuff comes from the heart. Real with you. Um, it's actually something that still sits with me um because it's not like you know i'm signed to this big publishing company or anything so i have somebody to do the work as far as marketing it's all me right but even with that it still feels very strange pushing my book because i'm so guarded about it still you know this is this is my first little baby right here you know what i mean and I'm still very uh, overprotective of it. <laughs> Are you a helicopter parent? That's what they, I don't even know what that really means. I just, people say helicopter parent. Yeah, I, I do. And I get surprised. And sometimes I get shocked when I like pull up to a friend's crib or I'm at work and I see my book just laying around in somebody's lot. You know what I mean? Like they have it in their bag or they're actually reading it. And it's like, yo, I really created some shit. This is fire you know and it made me just realize that the moment you put your mind to something you can do anything you know where there's a will there's a way yeah. i mean one thing i can say about you is you definitely like a your your the character of you know your character in, in person in real life and in the book like adds up you're 100 like you know you believe your own shit in a good way i mean that you know what i'm saying like yeah. you're about it you know yeah, but I'm not gonna lie. I have my 
I have my days too, you know, as any human does, like some days I still doubt myself and like, I'll get into this little space, but then I really got to jump out of it. Like, yo, get it together. You know who you are. So be about that shit, you know, but I, I do have that, you know, that human fear sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've always tried to like, uh, at least for me, I found the best way that I can deal with it, that, that quells those, those fears and that sometimes like a defensive feeling I feel because I do feel like shit, am I about to be attacked for just being open and honest and vulnerable is to just kind of lay it all on the table. Like, fuck it. Here it is, dude. Here's the worst. It's, it's like, it's the eight mile tactic, you know, like, you know, and you, like you throw all your bad shit out there. So what are they, what cards are they going to pull? Like I would write down shit that I would only tell my therapist, like embarrassing shit. This doesn't, when I used to make music, it, it's a little different in music because it's like, you know, you're presenting this like image of yourself, your best pieces. It's like someone's social media page. They don't show you the fights with their fucking girlfriend or boyfriend. They show you that. Look, we're on vacation in the fucking wherever, you know. I was like, dude, I'm going to put all my worst shit in the book, too. So here's everything, my good shit and my bad shit. So I got nothing to hide. And I kind of like started reveling too much in like the negative things about me, the bad days, as you say. And it was almost hard to like, wow, now I'm starting to have good days. How can I like accept those and be happy with that shit and like love myself and be proud of myself when I do well instead of just beating myself up, which I do so fucking well. Yeah, absolutely. And like, I agree with you. It's like, you know, you're, you start, when you start writing, you start going deep. You know what I mean? And I, I noticed I was actually, um, I took some things out because well, there was reasons why I took things out. And it wasn't because I didn't want to share. It was truly because at the time, the app that I was using to write my book, they wouldn't let me go past a certain amount of pages. Oh, shit. Yeah. So I, I was limited. So I had to make this book work, you know? But like you said, you start writing, you start going deep and you start reflecting in your own writing and start talking about your bad days. And you're like, okay, I'm going a little bit off topic now. You know what I mean? Like, or I'm giving too much. And I realized I was doing that at one point and it made me feel like, yo, I'm really about to tell people about my life. You know, I'm really about to expose myself a bit. But then I was just like, like you said, fuck it. Lay it all on the table. Yeah. You know, this is how I feel. This is how I think. And this is who I am. So I agree with you 100%. It's just that vulnerability and getting through that space of uncomfortability. Yeah. Once you get past that, it's, it's freedom. Yeah. I found a lot of comfortability in my vulnerability. Like I'm actually really comfortable around people being vulnerable because and this is going to sound psychologically a little crazy and fucked up, but like, I think humans, we're all kind of always grasping for power, but power comes in different ways. It doesn't mean that you rule the monarchy or you're the president or the biggest baller in the club with all the money. It just means that you feel strong and strong could be different things. It means you can lift up a thousand bricks or it means you feel confident in a room full of strangers. And when we're vulnerable, um, we don't feel strong. We feel weak because, oh, uh, this person knows I'm, scared of this or i'm not good at that and that's a weak point that's what we think it's they're gonna attack us so i laid i just felt like if i put my shit out there i'm like i'm vulnerable i actually felt strong in it because i got nothing to hide you can't pull a card out of my deck and it it does two things i've noticed to people it either makes people feel uncomfortable 
because wow, this person's so vulnerable. I, I'm I'm scared about my own shit. I'm holding tight that I only tell my therapist. Right. And, and then that disarms them. So now you have the power. And I don't mean power in the traditional sense, but I mean you feel comfortable. You feel confident. Yeah. Or yeah, or it inspires people like, yo, this motherfucker's like. I feel that way too. Like I can get this off my chest. I can, at least I don't feel alone. This person struggles with this thing. And so do I. So now that I feel connected to them, you know? Absolutely. And it actually just lets you know that like as human beings, we all go through the same things, maybe just in different yeah. ways, but we're all connected. And, um, you know, we may not have the same exact experience, but our experiences align so much that we can say, hey, I understand. I've been there, you know, and you'll be I, you know what I mean? And I, I think that's the beauty of having this experience right now, this mm. living human experience. Yeah. You know, um, as we get older, we start what sounding like our parents, right? Things like that. Yo, I say to myself all the time, like, okay, I sound just like my mom. This is crazy. But, you know, it's like, yo, you, you, you really start to realize and you start connecting the dots. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's true. We have a lot more in common than we give ourselves credit for. And uh, I, I think the main, one of the main reasons I do art of any kind is like, I don't want to be alone. I want to feel connected. So I do it for myself first, right? Like, you know, you publish the book for yourself first. You write the song in your house for you. But I put it out there in hopes that other people will, will, will get it on and get, you're going to understand different things about it. You can take it how you want, right? It's art and subjective. But if someone else tells me like, yo, man, I went through the same thing. It was great to read that. Or I feel you. Or I never thought about it like this, but it makes me understand something. Now I don't feel so alone because they get me. They get a little part of me, which means I must understand a little part of them. So I feel connected. I've always felt like I, I, you know, I never had, you know, I'd always felt kind of on the outside of things. So it feels good to feel connected and not alone, you know? Oh, absolutely. We're not meant to feel alone. We're not meant to have that because we innately, we didn't come into this world alone. You know what I mean? We yeah. did like singly, you know, but in the sense of it came with love, yeah. you know, um, in some form, some way. And that's why a lot of people, especially during, you know, throughout this pandemic have been you know, battling a lot of like internal. It's crazy. I mean, I have so many family members and friends that like relapsed on drugs, the drugs they were, they were doing good on. And now yeah. they're home or they had to move back with their moms or they're alone and they got all fucked up. I have some friends, like I'm mean, have friends who got divorced too, because they were crowded, you know, so many so it's, it's tough on people. And, and I mean, there's this bold, like, I'm good alone. I'm better alone. Sometimes we are. I need my motherfucking space too, you yeah. know? But I mean, I've, I got some family members that are, you know, touching 60, early 60s, and they were cool with being alone the whole time until they get old. And they realize they ain't got nobody to share it with, no one to pass it down to, no kids, no nothing. And that alone shit gets old when you, you know what I mean? At some juncture, it's going to get old. That strong, independent, I don't need nobody shit. You will feel it, coldness at one point <laughs> in your life. You know it I mean? definitely does because you, you realize like yo without it's kind of like you know you even think of um i am legend right yeah you had to get the mannequin no, straight up take this big honesty moment confession saw about 20 minutes yeah. flick passed out don't judge me continue <laughs> on just keep it a fucking it okay no nah, it's okay but you got homework now so you, you, spoil, you, gotta, you spoil alert me all you want i only watch films. <laughs> but there's you know scenes where he has to use mannequins in order to like 
he's talking to mannequins, but oh, just feel like there's a human there. Oh, that's man. telling you that we need human connection. You know what I mean? We need this. And one thing that does scare me about, you know, this whole metaverse and things like that is- We're gonna lack con real connection. Real human connection. Mm -hmm. Something Albert Einstein said, you know, one of the biggest, his biggest fears is that like, we're going to start losing Mm -hmm. human connection and start depending on virtual and mm -hmm. you know so forth so it's like for me even in you being writers and putting our art out into the world and connecting with somebody whether they know us or not that is beautiful yeah you know and you feel this like I matter you know what I mean or like somebody fucks with me somebody actually fucks with me you know, and I'm not alone. And I think that's dope. And and I don't ever want anybody to feel that way. You know, you are, you are really good for my self-esteem, D. Can you come out <laughs> play? Cause I, you, you feel like, like, I feel like laser beams are hitting my heart and my balls, my eyeballs at the same time. Like I feel good. This is nice. I need to hear this more. I, <laughs> the shit I say to myself is <laughs> very not this nice. I'm real hard on myself. I think it's the residue of Irish Catholic yeah. guilt, but this is right. beautiful. Nah, absolutely. And like, so my question to you is like, when you read the book, like what, what's a part that stood out to you and, and, and made you start thinking about your shit? In terms of, well, like in terms of like content wise or structural, like, cause I'm also like, when I look at any art, like even like a book, I'm seeing it for the content, but I'm also seeing the way, like the beauty of the construction. Like when I watch a movie, I don't watch it just for the story. I'm looking like, how did the director put it together? I like these artistic things. And there was a lot of shit about your book that I'm like, oh, that was pretty creative. I'm like, yeah, I kind of thought I want to do that now, you know? Yeah, so, so talk I mean, to me. I talk about, so first, the first thing that stood out to me, and, and I appreciate this because I kind of do the same thing, is it was short and sweet. And I love that. And, and the reason why I love it is that's exactly what I do. I write short stories that all go together, but the people I write for anyone that say the people I'm writing for sounds fucking pretentious. Anybody, if you brought my book, I love you. I don't care who you are, but I, I yeah, I oh, thank you. I think in my mind, a lot of people I'm writing for maybe don't read as much as maybe I do or some other people. And I want, I'd rather have more people read it and be like, damn, that was, I want more now than I can't finish your shit. It's a fucking yeah. eight Bibles in one, you know? So it was, I love the structure of it. In, in the presentation because it's easy to digest and that's a creative fucking choice that not everyone can see because they think they got to follow these templates left before them and looking at the way going back to like the, the what you were just talking about about like you know where we're going with technology and things i think a lot of there's a lot of good things with technology and then there's like the negative ramifications and one of which is a shorter attention span oh and so yeah. it's so instead of movies, right, people can't watch a two-hour movie, but they can watch 10, 30-minute episodes in a one night of a series. And that goes to books. If I gave half the books in my bookshelves to my friends and my peers, motherfuckers ain't going to read them. It's yeah. daunting. But if you hit them with a gem, now they're like, yo, Dia, where's the next? And, and like, I really appreciated that. Uh, and not because it's short, easy for me. I can read a long book, but I, I, I like the creative choice that you made there. Uh, I also, and this is going to sound superficial, but it's not, is on the cover of your book, there's a parental advisory explicit content label. One which you would see on the cover of cassette tapes, vinyl, and, and motherfucking CDs. I don't know, digitally, I guess it's still on there if you go to like uh, 
iTunes or Spotify. Yeah, it has the E next to yeah. it. Okay, boom. So growing up as kids, um, that was like on all the shit I bought. And so mm-hmm. on my first book cover, in an ode to like Illmatic and Ready to Die and albums where rappers put the baby pictures on, I put a crazy baby picture of me in, in a pile of drug money. My new book has got a baby picture. So when I saw you do that, it's like she's kind of giving an ode to music, which is a big inspiration to you, I bet. Just get a yes. go swim as it was to me. So I was seeing all these creative choices you were making that aside from the content and like your style of writing, and like, the okay, another thing I loved that I, I, I was on the fence of doing in my books but I thought it would be maybe silly and you did it very well was this glossary at the end with all these, like not just like words and slang and, and definitions of that, but references who's that somebody might be like, who is this person? And you break it yeah. down who that person is. Yeah. And I thought it was genius, not because of like, it helps people understand the book. Sometimes mm-hmm. I think, fuck it, let people's mind do some work, do some yeah. research, something on your computer yeah. pocket. But it, it was cool. It was artsy. It was like a fucking cool thing to read at the end, you know? I really like the creative choices you made, like from an artistic perspective, a creating perspective, you had some real dope shit. That made me like like your book more than just what the content was. Strip all those things away, content-wise, I liked it, but adding those things in makes it such a doper, I hate to use the word product, because that's fucking- But that's what it is. (laughs) You know, it is a product, um, because it's on, you know, yeah. websites on Amazon. I love that but, show. I really loved all those aspects about it. It made it yeah. so much more of a creative project than just another book. Thank you so much. You're on the money. Um, I tend to be. As an artist, you know, um, as a musician, you know, it, it was, this was my first, my first album <laughs> to me in my mind. It was my first album, my first mixtape, my first, you know, piece of art. And, you know, as I was, writing this book and I, I I'm like listen I'm in here cursing like baby Gary V yeah. let me let people know yeah. there's some shit in here you know and um that's why I think it blends well not to cut you off that's very rude okay. that's what I do well apparently it blends well with this I think it contrasts well with the self not self-help sounds so stupid but like the positive affirmations and, and reinforcements you're putting in the book but when you speak in that tone it, you sound like peers of mine and not some preachy I'm better than you person yeah. you make it tangible realistic you're on my level the reader's level you know yes. I love that thank you um and it was important for me to like because I was like okay if I'm writing this and there's people I want to give this book to that I know will have to put it down because you know it's a little explicit you know so I was like yeah. all right let me deliver this and in case anybody didn't recognize the parental advisory on the front i made a warning on the inside they blind they they got it (laughs) so i made a warning on the inside you know this book contains you know because i really wanted them to be aware (laughs) i thought it was genius and like in retrospect i should have put it on mine because i definitely used lots of foul language but i have some heavy content where you talk about readers putting it down i mean shit man i wrote about things that certain people will read their names in it or the names have all been changed but if you're my mother you know that's you you know and they'll you know people tell me things about it reading it and their, their interpretations of it and it's fine yeah it's it's not safe for work nsfw big on top of my book and the audiobook if you have my audiobook don't listen to it in the car with your kids Unless your kids are above a certain age, because okay, now and that's real. And like the glossary idea came because 
That was my credits. You know, uh, inside Ooh, the like album. That. This is weed, by the way, not a cigarette. It just looks like it. It's okay. something on. Now you good. I was squares, good. But I like that. That's cool. It was my credits. I didn't no, even think about it like that. Mm. No, because I, I, and I had to break it down as a glossary so people could understand, like, yes, I'm trying to educate you if you're if you okay, you're paying homage to your inspiration but like, I needed the to she the fucking clay davis from the wire she that, that was the best shit she yes she so he's done that in like three or other <laughs> movies where he's like playing a whole different person but he'll drop that yes and i love that you know but those little moments in, yeah. in culture yeah. it's important yeah. for me to highlight very important for me and to I highlight. Think it, it gives a lot of uh, a juice to your book though it, i don't know it makes it like so much more it just sticks in my brain thank you um yeah like honestly when i when i wrote it just rolled up smoked to l and went to work because i needed to be authentic i needed to be me if I had delivered this book any other way, it wouldn't have been. But I also wanted to make sure I respected those that were not big on explicit content. And I created a clean version as well. Oh, wow. You, that's so, you would, did you just edit out the words or sub in different words that was? Yeah, I edited it out. I subbed them, um, you know, for alternative words. But then I also made the cover white to let people know that it is a clean version. Vanilla version? Yeah, the, you oh, know, the, the, the cover of that one is black, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I just flipped it to say, hey, this is the clean version, you know, the holy version, you know? Vanilla's got and, some flavor too, man. Nah, yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> I was fucking around. <laughs> no, but I <laughs> wanted people to say, hey, I have an option. Yeah. She didn't just deliver one type of book where I have they to. They would have done that with an album. Like if you yes. take it back to your music reference, they would have done I that. I was with just an about album. to say, I asked myself, albums have clean versions. So I need to create a clean version for, for it to be played on the radio. You know what I mean? <laughs> so uh, this, uh, family-wise, I don't know your family, mm -hmm. so I can't make any assessments, but did you have a concern that some of your family content wise or like language wise would have had an issue with that. And maybe they would go take the, the white cover book version. Well, yeah, I know, I understand uh, my audience, you know, even when it comes to my family, I know who's who and uh, what they like. So when I dropped the ebook, I actually sent the clean version to all of the people that needed the clean. Oh, nice. And then I sent, you know, the explicit content to uh, the others and for example, <laughs> my grandmother, like she read the the explicit version. Let your grand yo, I won't let my grandmother Absolutely. get a book, dude. I told yes. all my aunts and cousins, if you give it to my fucking grandmother, I will fuck like you nah. can't the woman will I have a heart attack too. No, and that's good, like that you gave that warning to your family, but I did it. I told her all if she even finds a copy of it, I will <laughs> No, nah, for me, um I am myself, I am who I am. You know, in front of my family, all of that. In front of my grandmother, all well, of that. In front of my family, I'm like that. But my grandmother just, yeah. she's like a, it's an old school thing. I can't. Yeah. And I have ultimate <laughs> respect, of course. But like, I don't talk to her in the, you know, I'm not code switching for my grandmother either. You know, it's like, hey, when I when I walk in the room, I say to her, I'm like, what up, G? You know, like- No, I, I, yeah, I feel you. I mean, my grandmother knows the deal of, of my whole family dynamic. It's just the old school rules. Like we try not to curse in front of her. 
And she, I, wait, I did tell her, her though. Yeah. I did tell her. I said, uh, this has curse. And she said, I don't care. I want to read it. So I let her read it. But then when she uh, asked to gift her friends, <laughs> <laughs> I gave them all the clean version, of course, because I don't want her girlfriends from grade school back in the day, grade school, <laughs> thinking this is who she raised. So they got the clean version, of course. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I wrote shit about like, mother and, and a lot of people in there my, I, I gave it to my mother and I was like mom why don't you not read this until like this was before COVID started I was like and then I finally gave it to her that COVID had started I was like don't read this till it's over I don't want you to be too stressed out but she obviously read it and she, I thought like when she did read it she would fucking be like yo you put a lot of put a lot of really heavy personal shit out there you about did I, I wanted did. to touch base on that. You didn't even trip. I, she read it and went a year and a half and didn't even tell me she read it. She's like, I asked. And I was like, wow, I thought you were going to fucking. Because my father, before he passed, yeah. he was like, your fucking mother's going to kill me. I was like, you guys have been divorced for 30 years. What do you care? She's like, she's going to blame it all on me. I was like, well, I don't know. But she didn't trip. I was surprised. Right. You know? right. Yo, your book is like, it's great um, to get to know you. Oh, thank you. It's you know, like when you read it, you get a glimpse. You get a glimpse of your mind and the millions of thoughts that run through it. Yeah. It, it it has heavy parts. It has light parts. Yeah, it's fun. It has a blend of everything. So, like your book to me is like a you know potato salad, a little bit of everything in it. <laughs> I, you know like what I mean, so you know, I, I think yeah. it's for people that have great taste but also have wild thinking you yeah. know what I mean and that's what I liked about your book because I'm like whoa this went really left but I appreciate it because <laughs> I wasn't ready for it and I love dark comedy and dark yeah. shit so it I just, mean, that's just how it happened you know speak to it well and I I did I like the fact that you're um yeah to me your cover also felt like a album Thank cover you. because of the baby you know the baby picture on the front um, it reminded me kind of like, you know, how bad boy did it, you know, um, and things like that, even though you have it as a Polaroid, it's so dope. You know, I loved it. I thought it was very, um, attractive. Like it caught my eye, okay. you know, so you did a good job on that. You did a great job with your colors because <laughs> you know, colors are psychological. I know I picked that my, and I'm very proud of the new book colors too. I'm very, very selective about that shit. You yeah. Know? And, um, but yeah, I, I think anybody that picks up your book, they'll get an idea of who you are, you, you know, and even if they don't grasp exactly who you are, you give them a nice little glimpse to where it makes people want to know you more. Yeah. And you know, it's like some people are going to, laugh at it or laugh with it. Some people are going to understand the, the serious tones of it. And some yeah. people are just going to laugh at the funny parts. And that's fine too. Absolutely. Whatever works for you, you know, I'm, you know, I mean, even if you hate it, as I guess. <laughs> Absolutely. And like, but that goes back to where you say, you know, this is your art. You know, you're going to be sensitive about your shit, but once it's out in the world, you can't get it back. Yeah. And yeah. That's something I had to really realize, like, yo, D, your shit's out there. Let it rock and let God do what it needs to yeah. do, you know? You got to um, faith in it, you know? Absolutely, because that's why I put it out free. You know, I, I put it out free, but I also gave, so this is like a nice little idea for any writer, including yourself. Share it with me. Tell me. So tell me. when I released my ebook, yes, it was free, 
But at the end of the book, I did give people the option to donate if they wanted to, right? And it was beautiful because it was kind of um, pay what you feel, right? If you felt like this book really helped you, then, you know, donate and, and allow, you know, help me bring it to life. And believe it or not, people were paying four times, five times, 10 times, also 10 times what I charge. And it was beautiful. It was an amazing feeling. So I tell people, if you're a little unsure about your shit and it's not selling well, you know, the way you want it to, you're not making the bread from it that you desire, give it to people and say, pay what you feel. If you felt like this book was worth something, pay what you feel, you know, and it gives people to say, hey, I'm not stuck with this price because I can't afford it right now. It lets them know like, hey, she's giving me something. Let me give her something back or let me give him something back. So I always say to people, there are many ways to sell your book, um, your books, if any, any writers, you just got to be creative with your shit. Yeah. Crowdsource. You know what I mean? Um, And if anything, you know, it's kind of like being in the industry that I'm in, right? Um, Outside of writing, I'm in the the, yeah, I'm in the cannabis industry as well here. You don't say. I do, you know. That's I'm, you know, really happy that you're over there enjoying uh, that L right there. So, you know, a lot of people, of course, you can't use the word sale you can't use certain language and also you have to say you can donate if you're doing things on the side Mm -hmm. so that's how I kind of looked at my book I was like I gotta hustle this shit yeah you know what I mean um I didn't know how to exactly put it on Amazon yet it was just bothering me so I was like you know what I'm not gonna have this done by my birthday fuck it for free and if you want to send bread send bread if not it's okay you have a gift you know what I mean you have my art in your hand and that to me meant more than any dollar amount hell yeah yeah you know like um you said something that made me think about it like it's funny how the choice of a word can like determine whether something's okay or not you know semantics and and you know if you're if you're good with the any language English language or any language if you know how to write you can you can switch words around and phrase things differently then it's okay and it's okay. It's all about copy. It's so weird, dude. It's it's just like the silliest rules and laws. I mean, I remember when I was a younger man. Oh, that makes me sound super old. If, if you went to buy a bong in Boston or something back in like I don't know twenty years ago, you had to call it a water filtration device. Yes. Right. It's like we know both what the fuck it is, but I can't say the four-letter word that's shorter. God forbid I save a couple breaths. No, I have to. I have to say these yeah. words, and then it's okay for me to purchase this water filtration tobacco device from you sir absolutely yeah it's wild it's a it's sensory you know um but they also say you know it's for the sake of children but yeah because a lot of children are up in the bong shop watching you buy bongs now i know what you mean right and not only that like kids can't see this shit every day on tv you know what i mean uncle or their aunt or their parents some god forbid Absolutely. Like they don't walk outside and smell it. So it's like at the end of the day, um, it's 
the control, even with the wording, um, yeah. even being a copywriter in cannabis is. Oh, so you do copy in cannabis, copywriting cannabis? I don't do copy in cannabis. No, okay. but I, I've i done some copy, you know, and while doing that copy, it's like, well, I had a lot of restrictions, a yeah. lot. Like I literally couldn't put certain things because it, it the whole entire ad will be taken down. So it's like, you have to work within regulations. And that brings it back to like, even when I was writing the book, the app, the, the program that I was using only allowed me to do a certain amount of pages. Yeah. So I had to work with that. And, you know, I tied into life. We have, we have restrictions all around us, right? God, I, don't you hate, I hate them. I hate restrictions. Hate them. Hate them. Get the fuck up off me, right? You're but we there. have to like find a way to work with what we got and make something from it. What a, your birthday is June eighteenth. What does that make you? If you was, if I was to adhere to those astrological signs, Gemini. Oh shit! <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't. I, that was surprising. I'm just saying. I don't know. I like the way you're calming me down in a good way, which is <laughs> you have to work with restrictions because I'm a man who uh, doesn't do well with restrictions. Or like, the more you tell me not to do something, the more I'm going to do it. I'm just. I have. Yeah. A, Unfortunately, naturally rebellious spirit. It's not a good thing always. No, it actually can be a good thing. And I see like this because like even the astrological sign deal, you know, it's cool. It's it's cool to like talk about. It's cool to have an idea because it's an idea, right? But at the end of the day, you are who you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You can't blame it all with data. Facts. Like, come on. Like, I'm not hearing that bullshit. You see what I'm saying? So even but with you, though, you know, you kind of, like, may not see that as a strength. You got to, like. Oh, it's got pros and cons. Yeah, but, like flip them cons and stop looking at them as cons. You feel me? Like, it's just like, you know, don't believe everything, you know, you, you see, only believe half of what you see, right? I believe nothing. <laughs> I believe I'm, nothing, I'm, right? I'm, nothing of what I hear. I'm, nothing I'm, of what I'm, I hear, I'm, only half of what I see. And it's like, even with that though, like look at those cons and be like, all right, that may be a con in this situation, but like, it's definitely not a con in that situation. Cause I can use it the same way. And like, don't be so hard on yourself too, you know? <laughs> You're not for real because I, I'm, I, oh man, whew, I, I should be saying this to myself. Yeah, at times I can be very hard on myself, but it all comes from the idea, right? The idea of being a Gemini, the idea of being a black woman, the idea of these things, yeah. but they're just ideas. Yes, I have to face adversity, right? Yes, I'm going to have to face the human experience, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, None of that shit is going to stop me from sleeping. None of that shit is going to stop me from eating. Mm. You know, none of that shit is going to stop me from succeeding. Yeah. So I could either dwell on all the bullshit that I think about myself or I let other people project their thoughts onto me. Or I can say, cool, that's how you think. I'm going to move, you know, I'm going to move how I move. And that's how I choose to move every day. Like, not everybody like you know not everybody likes me not everybody loves me but at the end of the day you are going to respect me because i am who i am you know and i don't pretend to be anybody else and whether you like me or not again i'm never going to lose sleep off that so i'm always going to get up i could go to sleep tonight crying my eyes out hating myself but tomorrow i'm gonna wake up like that shit never happened and you know put on that smile put on that face because i know 
no matter what, something, you know, my destiny is greater than that moment. It's greater than those emotions, you know? And one quote or one like mantra I say to myself, you know, these things are small to a giant, you know, and I'm that giant, Mm -hmm. you know, anything could be happening to me. And I'll be like, yo, this is small to a giant. This is small to a giant, Mm -hmm. you know, because these things are small. These things don't matter. So how you even talk to yourself, like, of course, change that shit immediately because we we ain't having that over here, you know? (laughs) But in the same sentence, like, remember, that's just a moment. Yeah. That's not even real. None of this shit's real. You know what I mean? So it's like knowing that none of this shit's real, you get to shake it off and know that this too shall pass. Yeah. You know? Do you, when you were a young, when you were young lass, like running around in the schoolyard or, or wherever, uh, did you find, were you like uh, popular? Were you like hanging out with a lot of people? Were you spending a lot of time alone? I'm talking like seven, eight, nine, 10, 12, 13. Yeah. I, um, I had a duality. Actually, yeah. Half of me was out like, you know, popular and, you know, everywhere. You know what I mean? Like always smiling to this day, always smiling. I I love everybody. I talk to everybody. Right. But then there comes that certain period where I need to be by myself, you know, and I was like that as a child at school, very outgoing, very assertive, very talkative in the neighborhood. Same way. People liked you though? They accepted you or welcomed you in? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because, you know, like I also didn't have the world's ideas on me then. Mm-hmm. I was, we're free as kids, right? Yes. So you go into every every situation with confidence. You go into, you know, I went into every situation, yeah, with confidence, being just who I am, happy, bubbly, smiley. And, you know, some people didn't always take to it, but then eventually they realized, yo, that's just, that's who she is. And I, and I fuck with that. You know what I mean? And of, of course, along the way of life, I've lost a lot of people and I'm not talking about in the, uh, you know, death wise or, but no, I've lost some friends. I've lost loves. I've lost all of that, but honestly, I don't regret any of it because it literally helped shape who I am today. You know, um, I like to look at people um, as not only reflections of myself in those moments, but reflections of things that I can acquire if I don't have, right? So you might have the skill of being extremely, extremely emotionally intelligent. And I may lack that. I'm not jealous of it. In fact, I want to learn from you. And the fact that you have that and you're in my life, I see it as I actually have it too. Because now I have the opportunity to, you know, learn and to take from that. So yeah, growing up seven, eight, nine, even through 13, you're going through the motions of, you know, being a preteen and and coming into puberty. So you're going to go into some situations where, yeah, people wasn't feeling my energy. And even back then, I didn't even know how to really assert or articulate myself. I was just very all over the place, you know, being a free thinker. But it wasn't until, I mean, just years ago that I learned to just really like 
compartmentalize my, you know, my energy and carry it in certain situations so that people could fuck with me or have a choice not to fuck with me. Yeah. So I like, I like, it's, um, it's weird. Like the, the being hard on yourself thing. I've always tried to like tone it back. And then I, you know, I would see other people who weren't, I'm like, how did they, what's like, how did they get there? And, and I still am always working at like trying to not be too hard on myself and enjoy the good moments to celebrate. But I've learned like, if this is going to be part of me, going back to the pro and con thing, it's like, all right, this is going to suck. Being hard on yourself sucks. But like, what can I extract from this that'll benefit me until I learn how to totally change it? It's like, sometimes, and maybe this is probably the way I was raised or, you know, whatever the situations I was in. It's like, fuck, dude. It's like, all right, this is a, this is a horrible example, but it's the first that popped up. So fucking here it goes. So I have some friends, maybe they struggle with, uh, you know, exercising and staying in, in shape and discipline themselves eating wise. Some people are just good. They're like, I'm not going to eat any, you know, bread for three months or I'm going to work out five. That works, you know? And I, I'm like, I'm pretty active guy, but sometimes I'm like, motherfucker, put that shit down. Like get on the, yeah, you're tired. Oh, you're tired. Go do a hundred pushups right now. And I hate that mentality, but if that's like somehow in my brain, it's like, fuck it, I'm going to use it and I'm going to be in good shape and I'm going to be healthy physically, not to look a certain way, but your body works better. My immune system works better and, and it keeps me active so I can go do the other shit. So that's the only takeaway from that. But I'm trying to do it, be like a little nice and like, come on, man, let's go work out, Jake. You're a good guy. Like, I'm still pushing for that shit. And yeah, but but I choose like, you know, squeeze all the good juice out of like whatever those things are, you know? Absolutely. But like, also like, okay, can I ask you? Ask me. How do you gas yourself up? Do uh, you use affirmations? Do you use mantras? Uh, I don't know if I gas myself up at all. Um, yeah. Maybe start, Jake. Like, really start gassing yourself up because. I don't know if I want to gas myself up. Too should. You, know? you have, listen, there's only one you. I know. I, so, like, it's if enough. you're I'm not enough. gassing yourself up, you know, and you ain't believe, like, really believing in your shit. Oh, no, don't get it twisted. Like, I believe in, like, my, like, my whatever. I don't like to use, like, talents or gifts or whatever like that. Like, I believe yeah. shit I write is, like, I mean, I look at other shit. I'm like, wow, this is fucking child's play. You know, like, I feel, I feel quite confident in what I do. And I feel like I'm able to articulate myself in ill ways. Like, one sentence, I could say more than somebody in a whole chapter. And then I also feel like that way, like, in life, like, I handle my shit. Everyone I care for is all right. And. I'm all good, so I'm yeah. not slacking. I, I just feel, I feel very smart. The most, see, this is the opposite of beating yourself up and saying the most cocky, like self-centered shit you could say is, yeah. I feel smarter than a lot of motherfuckers. And that's yeah. really fucked up. See, I can't just well, say that. But, but don't know it doesn't. But I play <laughs> dumb a lot, and that's a trick I always, like I, I was taught young and I read and learned, it's like I play a little dumber and broker than you are all the time. Oh, absolutely. You know? And, Absolutely. And so then I just navigate and it doesn't mean like I pull someone's card at a house party and make them feel small or like I get oh. on social media like I'm the smartest and you're dumb. But yeah, I, yeah I'm going to dictate the decisions I make in life. So these choices I'm making, whether it's a business move, a financial move, an artistic move, a personal relationship move, I'm making the best ones where I'm going to come out in the best shape possible. And so that's where I feel good about myself. I feel like hot. Like, I, you know, you try to get one over on me here, but I came out on top, not like to fuck you over, but yeah. I'm not letting myself get screwed. And I'm, and I'm, I'll try to share that help with other people too, that I care Absolutely. about. Absolutely. But like, also what I was trying to get to is like, you know, what I mean by believing in your shit is like in those moments when you are like 
you know, frustrated with yourself, you know, you have to literally like flip a switch. Yeah. Literally. I call it like my believe in my shit switch, like flip it. And in that moment, I, I gas myself up. It's not about. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you, know, you got it. I know what you're talking about. Right? Yeah, you you have to. For a big situation. Being a writer, you know, and somebody that is has a podcast and hosts a podcast, like maybe even recording yourself saying shit to, you know what I mean? Affirmations, words, things like that. Like I do that. Right. So I bought myself a mic recently um, because I don't like the way I sound and things like that. So I was like, okay, I want to like, work on that. I want to work with my voice. But then also I said, I'm constantly repeating these certain affirmations to myself. And I'm constantly listening to audiobooks and on YouTube, listening to meditation music with affirmations. And I'm like, wait, this would be so well received to my brain. And it will help program my brain faster if I'm hearing my voice. Because the moment I hear my voice, I know I'm connected to that. That's me. Because when you talk to yourself, you don't hear nobody else's voice. You hear your voice, right? So I said, all right, if I'm going to hear my voice while I'm talking to myself, at least let me talk some good shit to myself. You know what I mean? So I pulled up the mic. I started talking that shit to myself and now I play it back. So when I'm walking to work or I'm in the gym, I'm listening to me. So yo, you're in the gym doing squats and, and bench presses or whatever to just your voice. Oh, he is. That's the best shit I've heard all day. I love that. Oh, is. I am. And I'm, I'm listening to myself say... I am beautiful. I am strong. I'm, I'm all of these things, right? And as I'm hearing my voice, I'm like, I'm believing it. it. It feels good because I know that voice. I hear that voice every day. And I also hear that voice tell me some fucked up shit. You know what I mean? So the fact that this voice is now saying beautiful words to me, oh, it, it, it keeps me going. So that's another technique for yourself or any... Start speaking your shit to yourself. Voice record. Play it back. Whenever you need a reminder of who the fuck you are, play that shit. Oh, I mean, I definitely know who I am when I look in the mirror. Yeah. Some days I'm feeling better about it. Some days I'm not. But a lot of that comes through like when I sit down to write or not even when I sit down, but sometimes like you said earlier, sometimes I just have an idea and I put it in my notes or I write it in a moleskin or some shit. If even this is one line, sometimes I got to sit down and write a whole page. But when I'm when the words are coming, I dude, I could fight a thousand armies. You know what I'm right. saying? I, that's where I, I when I'm in that zone, like, and I can still be putting out, you know, writing things that aren't necessarily blowing my ego up. They might be self-deprecating, but the poetry in which I incorporate, like, I, I feel confident as fuck. I'll run through ten yeah. straight walls back to back, and so that's always good. And I think, at least for me, you know, and this is not for every artist has a different creative. Um, process that's the word i was looking for i i think i have to unfortunately i wish i didn't i have to kind of go through ups and downs like the the best some of my all my best shit comes from these painful moments sometimes and it sucks but like in those painful moments i it's like almost like i I go black and and i just don't know what's going on in my head and i just start writing shit and it helps soothe the pain and but more importantly helps process what's going on in my head and make i can make sense of it all and then it comes out just beautifully. Like I'm not even in control. Like I'm on autopilot. It might be the drugs. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, 
you know, so I, and, and, but I, I'm always, even though I know that's part of me and I, I accept and sometimes embrace that I'm consistently doing or trying to do what you're, you're telling me, what you're saying is, is, is say the positive things. So I'm not too hard on myself. Like I got a birthday coming up in a month and a half and I'm, I'm going to, it's the first birthday I've had in two years. So I'm going to try to enjoy it, you know, like, and actually like celebrate and like, I hate, I'm not good at celebrating shit. You know, so I'm like getting better. I, 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 this last six months, I've been celebrating when good things happen. So I'm trying. I did though. Always I celebrate. I never had birthday parties as a kid. I don't like all that shit. I let attention. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to celebrate. Like, look at me over here with the champagne bottles in the club. Even though I might have champagne bottles in the club, I don't want to. Yeah. You know, but now I'm getting better at it. I was going to say, because like, do you think you really don't like it or are you not used to it? So it feels so foreign and so uncomfortable because you're not used to it. You think you don't like it. I think I just growing up in like a Catholic family bullshit, like yeah. don't celebrate too hard because something bad is going to happen tomorrow. So you should be that's quiet. A if that happens, it's because you were too happy. Mm -hmm. And that's your mind telling you that though. Like your mind saying, Hey, I heard this my whole life. Mm -hmm. So your brain is literally telling you, I keep hearing this one thing all the time. Don't celebrate too hard. So your mind's telling you don't celebrate, but you want to celebrate all day, dude. I'm trying to (laughs) celebrate. I'm trying. But you know what I love that you're doing right now? You're going against the grain, right? You're saying like, I, I was always told not to do this, but I'm doing it anyway. Yeah. And keep doing that shit. It's going to start feeling All my savings on jewelry tomorrow. Yeah, you'll do that shit. I mean, you never I, know when you're about to go do that shit. Like, yeah, fuck yeah. it. Because at the end of the day, what feels good to your soul and what feels good to you will always come out, no matter what you've been really told, right? Eventually, it shows up and it's going to make itself apparent. And now... Jake's gonna love celebrating everything. Like, <laughs> what? Oh, man, I'm hiring you as my personal life coach. Dude. You know what's so funny? So, um, that's an ex- that's a yes. I take that as a yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely. So, December uh, 2021, I actually became a certified life coach. Oh shit! Sure. Uh, How do you get certified for such a thing? You just go through the classes. You really you know, take the course and you had to pass the course and, you know, just pay attention (laughs) just like any other certification. Um, but it's something that I, people were just like really pushing me to do. It wasn't something that was like, Oh, I want to be this. And then eventually I started saying, that's what I want to do. Because when you're told you're good at something, you know, you, you want to do it. But also in my mind, I'm like, I'm not good at this. And people are like, yes, you are. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm just being me. And they're like, that's why it works. So I said, okay, I'm going to get my certification. I got my certification. And now I'm creating a way to, yeah, give you, give you guys some life coaching. And not even just life coaching, but mindset coaching. It, I don't really want to coach anybody's life, you know. Um, how do you think? How people are thinking about you? Yeah, I just want to shift your mindset. I want to help you shift your mindset um, and give you tools to shift your own mindset. Not saying that I'm going to do the work for you because I can't. You know, only people can do the work for themselves. But if I have the tools and I have the resources, you goddamn right I'm going to share it with you because I know at one point in my life I needed that. I needed someone to share these things with me. 
But instead of someone sharing it with me, I had to do the work. And I do, I felt like God made me do the work so that I could share with others. Because sometimes you're given things because he, like, you know, the universe spirit knows that you are going to give it. And that's why you've been chosen to do that, right? So for me, it's like, yo, if God has given me this talent, I guess, or this ability, whatever it is, I am going to use it because I want somebody like me for me. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's like, I know if I want that, others may need it too. And I may not be everybody's cup of tea, but you know, when you get this, it's going to be some good shit, you know? So it's like, I got to work with what I got. And if people are inspired by me, who I am, my story, and the way that I implement and create strategies to help them shift their mindset, then fuck it. Let's get on this ride and let's do it together. I like that. You no. Know? So like whenever that. you want your life coaching, you hit me up. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. It's on the house. <laughs> I'll send the Learjet out there in the morning. Do Logan. Oh, absolutely. Listen, I'm ready. I, I stay ready. <laughs> so what D is like in uh, writing, well, creative, but when you were writing most of the book, not not the notes on the phone and shit, not yeah. the in your head, but when you're sitting down, being that you're a person that works in cannabis or whatever, is there any like uh, rituals or like intake or anything when you write like you know do you drink a lot of coffee maybe you like a diet pepsi i don't know uh what's in like the the, the cocktail not literal cocktail but perhaps mm-hmm. what's in the cocktail of uh creative motivation for d that's so funny i was gonna ask you the same question so how much time do you have <laughs> and 